last couple of weeks, folks, I just want to um, share some some tough stuff that's happened in our community. And because we're family, um, this affects us. Eh? This isn't just just stuff that we talk about or mention. Um, so for some of you will have known Joe Turnbull. Um, Joe was part of our community here at Carlisle Vineyard for the first couple of years of our story. Joe was an awesome woman. For those of you who had the privilege of meeting Joe, she was full of the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord literally was her strength. Joe would speak about heaven. I remember one of the last conversations I had with Joe. We were joyfully talking about heaven, what heaven would be like. And she loved to talk about what heaven might be like. And for some in this community, they were close to Joe. And and for some people like Paddy and Chloe, they were great friends with Joe. And so we really felt that Joe um, passed away after a very short fight with cancer and leaves behind three children who now don't have mummy or daddy. And and this is just hard for us as a family. Hey? And then the day after Joe's funeral, um, we were woken in the night with the news that Miriam's brother, Miriam Lowe's brother, had died very suddenly over in New Zealand. And Miriam and Rich have just flown over to New Zealand to go for the funeral, which will be on Tuesday. But it's it's pains our hearts, hey? This stuff pains our hearts. And so what I just want to do is I want to stand up together as a community and I want us to unite together as a community. And I want us just to acknowledge that this has happened, but to acknowledge that our hope is in Jesus Christ. Our trust is in Jesus Christ. And just to raise up those who've been affected in this last week especially. So Father, I thank you so much that you are here with us. I thank you so much that you literally comfort the brokenhearted, that you meet us in our times of loss. And so, Jesus, I just pray for Joe's family. I just thank you so much for Aaron and Daniel and Tony. I thank you for who they are. And I speak such a blessing over their lives today. May they know how loved that they are today. Jesus, I pray for Joe's family, for her sister, for her mum, for her dad, that you would come and meet them in their grief that you would come and just do something so profound and special. And I pray for all of those who had the joy of meeting Joe. Thank you for one of her friends at the funeral who said she had a Y missing from her name, (laughs) which she did. Thank you for the way she modeled joy so beautifully. May that heritage go on and on and on. And Father, just for Miriam and Rich right now over in New Zealand, would you just come and be with Miriam, with her mum and dad, with her two sisters, right now as they prepare towards a funeral that they didn't expect. Father, come and just meet them so preciously in the next couple of days. And Father, that as we stand here, that they may be just falling asleep at night over there, that they would know the comfort of your love, Father, that they would sleep soundly. So come, Lord Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. So Psalm 56 says, But when I am afraid, I will put my trust in you. I praise God for what he has promised. I trust in God, so why should I be afraid? You keep track of all my sorrows. You have collected all my tears in your bottle. You have recorded each one in your book. My enemies will retreat when I call to you for help. This I know. God is on my side. I praise God for what he has promised. Yes, I praise the Lord for what he has promised. I trust in God, so why should I be afraid? 
I will fulfill my vows to you, O God, and will offer a sacrifice of thanks for your help. For you have rescued me from death. You have kept my feet from slipping. So now I can walk in your presence, O God, in your life-giving light. That's the promise to each of us. The promise to each of us. I love that image that he has a storehouse of tears in heaven. Each of our tears are precious to him. So, Father, we just thank you for who you are. Okay. So, before the summertime, the mighty Mur, 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 as we all like to call her, Mur, 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 or Miza, as Andy likes to call her. Andy likes to pretend that she's Australian. It kind of winds her up because she's from New Zealand. So he calls her Miza because that's clearly an Australian thing to do, shall I? Yeah, no. <laughs> So I just wanted to, to recap a little bit that before the summertime, Murr took some time to chat about this theme that Jesus is Lord. Now, this is going to be the theme for our lifetimes. Because the whole story of creation is that we are coming and aligning ourselves once again with this reality that Jesus is Lord of everything. He wants to be Lord of every sphere and specter of who we are, of who creation is of this planet, of this universe. This is the story of our lives. And when I think of this, I kind of think of it like an umbrella. So I brought my umbrella. So here we go. Andy, I might need your help. No, 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 you're a professional microphone holder. Right, here we go. So, now I know that some of you have this issue about umbrellas indoors. It's superstition. Okay, it's okay. So here we are. Um, it, it could be because I found this. So if this is yours, you can claim it at the end. But for me, when I think about Jesus becoming Lord of all that I am, it's literally like putting an umbrella up above my head. So this is Jesus as Lord. And it's of all that I am, of all. So there's not like a leg hanging out here of, of relationship stuff. There's not a leg hanging out here of finance. There's not an arm hanging out over here. Everything, all that I am, needs to come under this umbrella that Jesus is Lord. So that means that my trust has to increase considerably, right? For those times when finance is a bit short and I'm choosing to wear the umbrella that Jesus is Lord, then I'm physically saying, I, I choose that you're Lord of this financial situation. I'm literally saying in my relationship status on Facebook, if I'm struggling with that, I'm literally declaring Jesus is Lord of all that I am. I'm going to put the umbrella over my head. I choose to have this umbrella up. For some of you, that could be other things that you feel like you almost want to hold back in, in declaring that Jesus is Lord in these things. It's like when you're playing cards, there's no holding back a card and not showing it to the Father. He knows all your cards. He's seen them all. He's quite a cheater at card games, eh? Like Jesus cheats at card games. He knows them already. He knows the cards that you try and hold close to your chest. And he's just saying to you, put it all down on the table. Lay it all down before me. Don't hold stuff back. Don't choose that you think you've got your finances sorted and you'll do that yourself. If Jesus is Lord, then we trust him with all that we are. And see, the reason that that is one of the simplest things to say, but the most complicated to do, is because the enemy 
hates, hates, hates that we would do this. It means that we become one of the most powerful and dangerous people on this planet. Can you imagine if every single sphere and ember of who you are comes under the lordship of Jesus? Just have a little think there. I don't know about you, but that feels a bit scary to me. Because there's some bits that I'm just like, oh, I'll just cling that for myself and I'll sort it out, thanks. Because actually it's easier if I just do it because I don't want the process. But what we were trying to just, Mer was just sharing so beautifully before the summer is that when we bring the umbrella that Jesus is Lord over every sphere of who we are, our lives don't only get exciting, don't only start to um, be thrilling to us, but they're dangerously amazing for this planet. Dangerously amazing for the planet. We were not called to safety and comfort. We were not, and I'm sorry if that's been a lie to you that coming into church is is coming into safety and comfort. That is not what Jesus ever promised us. He said, if you want to come on a wild and crazy adventure to see this world changed, come with me, join with me, bring all that you are into all that I am so I can see you become all that you're meant to be. How beautiful thrilling and slightly scary is that so before the summer I was just um sometimes I like to do little mind doodles and different things I've got various sketchbooks on the go and I like to just put things down on paper um and I was just thinking about this gathering around the reality that Jesus Christ is Lord so for me when I think about that then I just wrote in my different colored pens because I like different colors What does that actually look like when we do that? It looks like purpose defined. It looks like heads tilted heavenward. It looks like identity identity being solidified. It looks like darkness has to fade. It looks like the enemy has to go. It looks like our attitude shifts. It looks like the joy of the Lord is my strength. It looks like more joy. I've written joy several times. That's an ongoing theme in my life. (laughs) Joy, joy, joy. It looks like warriors of light. It looks like we're determined for greatness. It looks like peace is going to be key. It looks like mercy is abundant. It looks like it's our whole lives. It looks like weariness dissipates. It looks like goodness abounds. Restoration, striving cease. Whispers intended for harm can disappear. Hope grows, life-giving freedom, me second, and it's all about Jesus. Truth is key, ease and gentleness. Great joy. 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 Focus. Joy. Fun. Crazy adventure. It looks like depth. It looks like transformation. It looks like this area doesn't have a hope but to change. When we align all that we are with all that he is. Living a life, a lice, not the lice, we don't like the lice. <laughs> Living a life less ordinary is available to all of us when we embrace and centralize that Jesus Christ is Lord. Who wants to live a life less ordinary? 
I do. A life less ordinary. So we've been created in the likeness of the Father. And Jesus modeled to us how to live in his likeness here on earth. And because we've been given the gift of the Holy Spirit, that we get to do this. We get to see this life that Jesus exemplified to us. We get to live this life here right now and for today. And we get to live a life that is full of heaven-touching earth moments. That's a deep challenge. I don't know about you, but I've been reading through the Gospels over the last few weeks. And it's deeply challenging, hey? I mean, you should have your deeply challenged faces on. Because when you start to read, so this is Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I encourage you to do it. If you've never done it before, it's a great starting point. When we read these Gospels in the life of Jesus, and then he says to us, therefore you guys go. And and keep going and doing what I've been doing. But you're actually going to see even more. That's deeply challenging because he raised some people from the dead, man. He saw some amazing transformation. He saw people literally turning from darkness to light. It was incredible what he saw. And sometimes I think, guys, we've got to this place where we've set the bar far too low. And this is why we are so strong on just being able to share with you often. If you think that church is about this meeting on a Sunday, it's never going to do it. It's never going to meet it. It's never going to see the change that we need to see happen. That's what Jesus never, ever intended for this crazy community to be about. The, The sole intention was to center our lives under our loving Heavenly Father under the the fun-loving Son and the Holy Spirit who just wants to come and to show and to exemplify a new way of doing things. But I've got choices to make in that, and you've got choices to make in that, of throwing off some stuff, eh? Of bringing our leg back from out of under the umbrella. Of literally choosing to position ourselves in a place of, I trust you with all that I am. And that might be somber, but actually it's very exciting. This is not a somber moment. This is a moment where if we choose to put our lives under this umbrella, things in our life can get very exciting very quickly. Like literally exciting. I love your excited faces. It would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is not, um, yeah. So, with all of this in mind, here at Carlisle Vineyard Church, we didn't actually come to start a vineyard in Carlisle. I just want to make this clear with you. We didn't look at the Vineyard Map UK and decide that there, wasn't, there was a gap in Carlisle, so we would bring this vineyard brand into the city. That's not why we came. We love Vineyard Churches UK and Ireland. They're awesome. We love being associated with the Vineyard Church. That's not why we came. We didn't come because we looked across the church landscape and think, oh, we could do with something that's got some brunch in it. No, we didn't even come to do that. We didn't come because we, um, we fancied having some new friends. I mean, it's great, isn't it? New friends, but that's not why we came. We came to see the city transformed. Thank you. 
we came to see the city changed and transformed. And, and we know, and those of us who know, who've, who've chosen to make Jesus Lord of our lives, that that is the most transforming thing that we could ever see, do, make, or feel. And this is what we're about. And this is where we're headed to. So this hub building that we've got down the street, I mean, it's all right, eh? But it's like four walls. I mean, they could easily fall down at any point. Well, hopefully not. It's all structurally sound. Unlike the back corner over here, just to let you know, this building is self-demolishing right now. So we've got a big hole in the floor over there. Don't go there. <laughs> but no, we didn't, we didn't come. We came so that we can share that this heart is that, that everybody gets to play in Jesus being Lord in their lives. And that that is the only thing that's going to tra- truly transform this world. That's going to truly change things. And what that literally means is us having this mindset of heaven. Anyone think what a mindset of heaven might be like? Scary. Good honesty, like it. What would, what would a mindset of heaven be like? What do you say, Mike? Lev- revolutionary. Brilliant, Mike. What's a mindset of heaven? What's that? Busy. More future than the past. Mindset of heaven, what's that like? Freedom from fear. Mindset of heaven. Come on, family. Shout it out. Oh, that was great. Two at once. Joy. No walls. Brilliant. Mindset of heaven. Mary, what did you say? No tears, no shame. I love that, Mary. Amazing love. Chains broken. Oh, I love this. What? Clear purpose. What? Calm. Peaceful. Simple. Yes, Phil. We love simple. Fun. Pardon? Focused. Oh, that was you, Amir. I'm like, where's the voice? That was amazing. Any more? Mindset of heaven? Fully alive. Yes, Ali. Compassion. Happy. Pain-free. Anything's possible. Is anyone feeling a little bit more excited than they did five minutes ago? It's still scary. It's still scary. Any more mindset of heaven. When you imagine what heaven is going to be like, and if you've not done that, I encourage you to do so. It's a good place to take your mind to. Any more for, the, for mindset of heaven. Powerful. Gradually. Beautiful. I love that the light beam is shining right onto you as well, right there, Julie. Heavenly timing. Like it. Anything else? Unconditional love. I love that, Karen. Any more? The fullness of God. I love that. Purity. Equality. Yes extravagance. Yes, he knows how to throw a good feast, doesn't he? 
Love it. Anything else? You guys, I know you're all thinking, will you start in a row? This has been too long, but let's keep going. Let's keep going. Acceptance. It doesn't matter. It would be great to say it again if not. Anything else? The bride of Christ. It's a complicated term for some, isn't it? The bride of Christ. What does that mean to you? The warring bride. What does that mean to you? The great feast. Amazing. So the Bible talks about when we receive all of Jesus, that we can have a mindset like heavens. That it's not just a, 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 a theory. Because those things cannot be theory. If they're just theory that we talk about them, that, that's not great, eh? I love the, when we talk about um, we're going to talk the talk or walk the walk. And on, on these things, we need to walk the walk, eh? So if we want to have a mindset of heaven, how are we going to introduce some of these things that we've just talked about there or replace some of the other th- themes that have been in our, in our minds? in the days to come. Now, I've totally gone off tangent. I didn't plan on doing that, that little situation there, but that's amazing. I love that. So our calling here at Carlevine is not to do church differently. That's not why we came. We didn't come to try and introduce a brunch in there and say, oh, it's a bit different. That's not why we came. Our calling is to be an ever-increasing family with purpose. On the move, to change the world, with Jesus' presence central to all that we are and do. Nothing less than this will do. So we are family. I've got all my sisters with me. We, we are family. Gather everyone and see. We are family. I've got all my siblings with me. We'll, we'll include the guys in too. We are family. You guys do not look thrilled by it. I was actually, and just, um, just, just so that you know, I was our family. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I got all my sisters with me. Oh yeah, we are family. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Gather everybody and see. I don't know if that's words, so I made them up. Woo! Right. We're going to properly sing it next week. So if you want to uh, get your YouTube out, because actually I realized that the lyrics are quite profound, <laughs> um, surprisingly so. So, uh, yeah, so gather around. Um, yeah, and you know what, guys? I know that for some of you, when we mention this word family, that it doesn't bring happy connotations in your heart. And so I want us to go on a journey for the next few weeks where we are going to rediscover, redeem, and reclaim the word family. Because family is one of the closest expressions. When we look in the New Testament, it's one of the closest word associations with the word church, is family. And the Father chooses at various points throughout the New Testament to to liken us to his children. And so therefore we become family. We become family, but we become one of the most precious and beautiful expressions of his family. Here on earth, a heavenly family, a kingdom family. And it was just funny because at the start of the year, I was just 
um, you know, I've just been through an interesting season in my life where, um, yeah, where it's just been an interesting year for me. And where at various points that I've wanted to give up and just stop doing what we're doing and just give this whole shebang up because it's just, just can't do it. And the father gave me this little ditty um, about kingdom family. And this is what we are to be is kingdom family together. Kingdom family is a place of dangerous safety. It's a nesting place, a nourishing place, an ascending place. It always has room for one more. The spirit of adoption is one of our key principles. Kingdom parents know how to parent for greater connection with Heavenly Father and not to be inhibited by earthly control. It always calls out the gold and believes in the best. It loves unconditionally. In great kindness, it gently speaks to people behind their anger, behind their fears, behind whatever it is they, they bring towards us. Kingdom family. So as we move to a different location, we want to be a growing kingdom family. We want to be so for one another that, that you've never been placed in a family like this before. That this is going to be such a beautiful expression of family. I do declare that we are not an institution. Church was never meant to be an institution. Never designed to be an institution or a monument that's static. Church was designed to be dynamic and moving and flowing. We are a movement of people on the move. We're on the move. And we're just freshly inviting you guys again that if you expect church on a Sunday to be the thing, then we're going to disappoint you. Because this is so much about family on the move together, just journeying together. I love to see the picture from Karen Steve's small group of Pie Feast this week. I mean, that to me is church. Like pie, eating pies. Who doesn't like that? Everybody likes pies. I've loved to hear. So Miriam just sent me a text the other day. And she's just like, guys, I can't describe to you how much we feel set in a family this week. And when the worst news hits that I have family around me who are so for me, which is wider than my earthly family. And I know that there is many others in this space and place who feel the same of being part of this community. It requires all of us, hey? It requires a step, step in fully in. And so we're going to just discover this a bit. I, I, I have a total geeky side. I love my geek. And I love to do word searches and word discoveries and understand things. So next week we're going to do, get our Greek on. Woo! Get our Greek on. And we're going to do a bit of a word search and discovery. We're going to be, go a little bit deeper about what the original intention of church was so that we can rediscover that, so that we can be that here today. Who's up for that journey? Who's up for a fresh discovery? Because I'm sick and tired of hearing people talk about the church and being like, oh man, awful experience. Horrible people. Horrendous. That's not okay. And we, we can rewrite that story, eh? We can change that by changing our very heart of who we are. Because this is about us as individuals coming together in beauty and in family. So we're just going to pray together just now. Let's just stand up and pray together. Together we're stronger. 
together we're stronger. Together we're stronger. There's often a lie of the enemy who tries to isolate and tries to tell you you can do it by yourself. But that's a total lie. Together we're stronger. So we're just going to pray unity over this space just now. So Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for who you are. And we just declare that we are family in this space. I just speak against any of the lies of the enemy who said that you are isolated and on your own. And I just say no to that in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, we welcome you into this place right now. Come and increase your presence here. Increase your presence. Some of us, when I talked about these cards that we're holding close to our chest, I just feel the Father invite you just to lay your cards out before him. And literally, for some of you, that is your relationship status, that you just need to lay that out before Jesus. And just say, I trust you. I trust you, Jesus. I choose to trust you. This is hard, but I trust you. Some of you have been struggling with your finances for a long time. You've been trying to keep that card close to your chest. And you need to just release that out to Jesus right now. As a tangible sign that you trust him. Come, Lord Jesus. For some of you, it's your health, that you've had ongoing health struggles and you're really struggling to trust the Father with them. And I just feel the Father invite you to lay out your cards, to lay out your cards on the table and say, I trust you with my health. I trust you. I trust you. And some of you have never, ever made that decision to put your trust into Jesus fully. And so you're just thinking here, oh, I don't know if I've ever done that fully. And I'm just going to invite you now, whether it's the first, the second, the fourth, the sixtieth, or the 809th time, to literally put your hands out before you and say, I choose to trust you with all that I am. I choose to trust you with all that I am. So just do that. Put your hands out before you. This is a personal thing between you and Jesus. And, And this is just a tangible sign when you put your hands out in front of you and you're saying, Jesus, I choose to trust you. This is really hard. And there's some bits of me that don't want to do this. But I choose to say you're trustworthy. You are worthy of my trust. To... You are faithful upon faithful upon faithful. You will never let me down. That is what he declares over each and every person in this space. I am faithful. I will not let you down. I will not let you down. So 
some of you just need to pray in your heads or you need to speak out aloud. And you just need to simply offer up a, a little shout out to him that says, I trust you, Jesus, with. Maybe you just want to do that in your breath. Andy, the activist, has just gone straight for it and just whispered it out. But maybe you just need to do that. Maybe we need to do that just now. It's just under our breaths. It's just release that. I trust you, Jesus. I trust you, Jesus, with my kids. I trust you, Jesus, with a bank account. I trust you, Jesus, with my health. I trust you, Jesus, for my heart's longings. I trust you, Jesus. I trust you, Jesus. I trust you, Jesus. There's something when we bring stuff out into the light that the Father can do something so powerful that we never thought was available to us. And by just putting it out there and laying our cards down the table, there's some kind of divine exchange that can happen there, which shifts stuff, shifts our reality, shifts the, the way that we are. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. I trust you, Jesus, in my anxiety. I trust you, Jesus, with my fear. I trust you, Jesus, with my unemployment right now. I trust you that you've got something sorted. I trust you, Jesus, with uncomfortableness. I lay it all down before you. Pete Harris, the Father just, just echoes in your head his trustworthiness, Pete. And Jesus, I thank you so much for Pete, for the way that he loves you, for the way that he just sees you in different ways. And and we just pray as a community around him, just, Father, you would come and do something so beautiful, so miraculous in the weeks and months to come. Thank you so much for this man, for the way that he steps out, he steps in, and he keeps on keeping on in you. And I just speak such blessing over that man's life. Yeah, Pete, we know that you've had dreams that have been hidden in your heart for years. And we just declare that we're your family, Pete, and we're behind you. We want to literally help to to, to be that, that wind behind you as well as the Father's doing. And so we just come around you, Pete. And we say as your family, we want to see what those dreams in your heart have been for years come to fruition. So come, Lord Jesus, and just do something so powerful in Pete's life. Come, Lord Jesus. Hmm. Yeah, and Ali, right, your faithfulness does not go unnoticed. Your steadfastness does not go unnoticed. And we just declare over you an anthem of, of just beautiful song, Ali. The Father just has beautiful songs over you that he's releasing in and through you as well, Ali, that you are a worship leader for our time. And we just speak release over that. Release upon release upon release. And we thank you so much for the way that Ali just keeps plodding on, Father, in you, Jesus. But in a beautiful way. Don't hear that negatively, Ali. That's a gift from the Father that you just keep on going. And every season, you keep on going. And we just speak strength to your being and to your soul, Ali. We thank you for the way that you've been placed into Trinity School. And we just speak blessing upon blessing upon blessing there. We just speak more for you this season, Ali. And we come around you as your family. We say we're championing you on, Ali. 
We're championing you on. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Yeah. So much more. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and for Jade, the freedom fighter, freedom-spirited woman, fiery lady of of God, we just speak life, Jade, over you in abundance, life and light in abundance, that this season in Carlisle would be your best season yet. We just speak that this season is going to be a season, Jade, that you're going to see so many things shift and change that you never thought possible. And that when you just continually hold that umbrella above your head, that the Father is just going to shift such massive things in the kingdom, Jade. Jade, you are a precious, precious woman for the kingdom. Precious woman for the kingdom. And we just come alongside you. We come around you as your family, Jade. And we say that we are here for you in this season. We say that we want to champion you forward in this season. And we say, Jade, that you are not alone. You are not alone. You are not alone. So, Father, you know every single person by name in this place. You know every single hair on their head. And you say to each one of us that you are our great champion in heaven. (laughs) You are our loving heavenly Father who sees us, who points us out and says, you are my girl, you are my boy, and I love you. And keep going. Keep going. Not out of busyness, not out of duty, not out of activity. Keep going in me and the fullness of who I am. So I invite you guys that we're going to take a a journey and adventure to rediscover what church is, is really meant to be. And one of the best places that we can start that journey. And I'm just going to, I'm going to, we're going to up the gear a little bit, guys. Because we don't come as consumers here. Do you remember we said that a few a few weeks ago? This is not about you coming to consume what has been prepared for you to go. Do you do you get that? Do you So so this is not about you coming to consume what has been prepared for you to go. This is about us joining together in celebration of all that the fathers doing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. This is about us coming together. So there should be something about stories crossing this room which are phenomenal. Think, something about um, words spoken over people in life which, which just blow our minds. Because we are a family together. We are not an institution having a nice AGM. And to be honest, sometimes, guys, I feel like that. We are not an institution having a nice AGM. We're a family together, and we need to to mix this up somehow. So if you're passionate about this, if you want to know more of what it looks like to become like a family, I'm going to invite you to read the book of Acts in the month of October. We have uh, 23 days left in the month of October. We have 28 chapters in the book of Acts. I know that for some of you this is a big ask. But I am inviting you to come with us and read this book together, the book of Acts. This is the book of the startings of the church. It's incredible. It'll blow blow your mind. I reckon you'll read five chapters in a day. It's so brilliant. I am inviting you, and I'm inviting you to come and step up and in to a new season where we come together buzzing about what is happening in our community.